0: Hello, and welcome to The Professional Outsider. I'm Megan Herndon. On this show, we'll explore leadership and a whole lot more with the professional outsider himself, Randy Beck. Randy is founder and president of Route 2 Inc. His company works with senior executives, founders, and other leaders of leaders from 14 countries and across industries to improve leadership performance and drive better business outcomes. And now, he's here to help you. From sharing stories from his early corporate days and subsequent years as the Professional Outsider, to leadership learning you can use, and a whole lot more, welcome to The Professional Outsider. So our topic for today is leadership versus management. And to get us started off today, can you just tell me a little bit about the difference between leadership and management?
1: Yeah, I'll tell you a very little bit about it. Okay. <laughs> uh, management is about stuff and leadership is about people.
0: So management is about stuff. Leadership is about people. What are some characteristics of good managers and of good leaders?
1: Well, I think if, if we accept my premise that management is about stuff and leadership is about people let's take the management piece first. Mm -hmm. Management, the stuff that management is about is budgets, schedules, program management, planning, uh, accountability to goals, objectives, and commitments, measurement, et cetera. And leadership is about vision, mission, inspiration, Finding the right people to make the vision a reality and creating the, the and, and, and being an organizational architect, creating the structure and system that people can function in. Management is about operating the system and structure that people can function in. Uh, leadership is about uh, defining the future and creating the organization that can make it reality.
0: I like that definition. Leadership is about defining the future. Um, Can you tell me some examples of some really good leaders who you admire?
1: Names that we know Mm -hmm. that I admire. I mean, I've I've worked with some wonderful leaders in my career. Great people. You wouldn't know their names. Right. (laughs) Uh, I think my absolute favorite leader is Richard Branson. He's a cool guy. He likes to have a good time. People really love working in his companies. Mm -hmm. He's a guy who uh, does business makes money, but is very committed to the common good. And I think that's a real key element for me. Mm-hmm. If if a leader is all about making money, there's a lot that's missed. And I'd ask the question, why? The companies that are the best companies is they're about making money because you have to do it to run the business. Uh, you have to do it to provide Incomes for families, livelihoods for families, uh, and also what happens then? Why does it matter? Mm-hmm. Are you really committed to doing good in the world? And the companies I like best are the ones that are successful, they're doing something cool, but they have commitment to do good in the world. Yeah. And Richard Branson hits home runs on all of those, in my opinion. And he's a cool guy. I'd like to hang out with
0: him. <laughs> Yeah, definitely both of those going for him. Um, yeah, I I really like the idea of thinking not only of the, what are you doing every day? I'm going to pay my rent. No, I'm going to serve a bigger purpose. Um,
1: yeah, let, let me tell you about a conversation
0: yeah, with absolutely. that. Yeah,
1: um, And it was a conversation with an aerospace client mm-hmm. one time. And we had a group of leaders at multiple levels in a formal leadership development program. And we had a discussion about why does the business exist? And um, there were all sorts of comments, all sorts of comments about it. And then finally, one of the supervisors, actually the, the lowest level person that was in the meeting said, well, no, you know, the reason, the reason we exist and the reason I come to work every day is so that um, grandma can fly to Germany to visit her kids safely mm-hmm. so that business people can traverse the world safely and get home to their families so that families can go to Disneyland, so that people can get to places they wouldn't be able to get to otherwise. That's why I come to work every day. It's a real important introspective exercise Mm -hmm. for a leader and anybody who's out in the world making their way is you know sometimes you take a job because you have to eat. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's fine, we've all done that at some points in history, but if you really are focused on your career and you're at a step in your career, why are you doing that particular role? Cause you have to pay the mortgage you, know, you got kids going to college and everything yeah that's important but if you spend a whole career and you're doing something you don't have passion about because it pays the bills there's a lot of you being left on the table a lot of who you are being left on the table
0: You know, management's about stuff, leadership's about people. Um, I think one really good example I can remember uh, of this from a previous job was my supervisor. He was very on it and he was very detail-oriented and good at just making sure, you know, everybody was where they needed to be. But I also remember him, it was in one of my first years at the job, and he pulled me aside after a meeting. And there was a there's a time where you can apply for a promotion within the company. And he just sat me down. He said, hey, you know, have you ever thought about applying for this leadership role? I think you would do well by it. You know, if you ever want to talk about it, just come into my office and we can move forward. We can, you know, kind of make it work if you want it to happen. And I thought that that was just a really cool example of both someone doing a really good job of management in terms of getting the stuff done that needs to happen every day, but also just a bigger vision of how are you going to cultivate talent within the company? How are you going to move forward from here? Um, What are some ways that you can make it a priority to both balance leadership and management?
1: I love your story because I believe that a leader has a commitment to the people they lead to help them be the best they can be and to help them achieve their personal visions also, whether within or without a company. You know, one of the corporations that I worked in back in my corporate uh, leadership days, it was a real weird dynamic because if somebody got promoted within the company, there was a big party. It was all cool. Everybody came and we had cake. Mm -hmm. Great thing. If somebody got a great job outside the company, it was like they were a pariah. Mm. And I, I never bought into that. You know, I always felt really rewarded as a leader. If somebody under my leadership bettered themselves inside or outside the company. And I felt that I had a role to help make that happen. So if, if as a leader, we accept that a leader serves, and that our role is to serve the people we lead, to serve our customers, you know, to serve those that are important to our success. It's a different mentality.
2: Mm-hmm. If we
1: believe that their role is to serve us, then we miss opportunities to be the best we can be. And we miss opportunities to build a really high performing team.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that it's hard, you know, in a job, obviously there's, you get a thousand emails every day, you have meetings to go to. It's easy to make management a priority because there's just a lot of things you need to do. But how can you make sure that you can stick to that vision and make leadership a priority as well?
1: There's an important role. I mentioned earlier, the leader's role as an architect. Mm -hmm. So let's jump up to senior leadership, C-level leadership. A key element here, and it starts with recognizing that everybody in a, a role that's accountable for getting business results through others, has a a right ratio of management to leadership, the CEO has to do some management also. It should be way less, Mm -hmm. CEO should be doing a lot of leadership, not so much management. A floor supervisor, a production manager is going to be doing more management and less leadership. Yet each role has some of that and it can change on a day to day basis, so the consciousness that we have a ratio of leadership activities and actions and management activities and actions that is right for the business, right for the team, and that it can fluctuate is important. But over time, if a CEO is spending a lot of their time managing, Mm -hmm. then the leadership that should be being done isn't getting done And people below aren't stepping up to do the management role. Mm -hmm. So I think consciousness that there's a ratio and a deliberate thinking about what is your ratio and what's right for the circumstance, right for the time, is part of the element of fixing.
0: So as a leader and a manager, how can you adapt to the needs of your team?
1: Every team is made up of individuals. And so there's some adapting to the team at large and part of that has to do with the stage the team is at in mm-hmm. team development there's this is way way old leadership stuff and uh, it talks about the multiple stages of team development and the first stage is forming and that's when a team first comes together people don't understand what their roles are you know don't know who's doing what some people don't even know why they're on the team and so we get through that and then we go into a period of storming and that's when people trying to figure out who's who's going to do what, and disagreeing on things, figuring out how we're going to work together, and uh, just kind of getting the dynamics of the team working well without killing each other. So after we get through the storming phase, then we move to norming. And we've got systems and structure. We've create, We have a team charter. We're starting to live by the team charter. We're starting to use the team charter that we created so the team would work well together you've got to go through all those stages to get to the stage of performing. Mm -hmm. And so the leader and the role of the leader has to be a little bit different in each of those stages. And I would suggest that maybe there's more management uh, to be done early on in terms of system and structure. Maybe Maybe it's architecture, more architecting the team together with the team because people are more likely to adapt more quickly to direction that they participate in setting. So maybe the leader, the senior leader will say, this is the mission of this team. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: This is what this team's here to do. Now let's have a discussion about um, how we're going to work together to make that happen. Let's have a discussion about who we serve. Let's have a discussion about what the metrics are by which we're going to measure our progress as a team. Let's uh, talk about the barriers that we have to overcome. Let's talk about the boundaries we have to operate within et cetera. There's 12 questions in our team chartering process. The earlier you do that in the formation of a team, the more you can expedite the team moving to high performing through those multiple stages. So that that's a key for a a leader, you know, adapting to the team in ways that's necessary so the team can get to performing and not require so much of the leader's time and effort. Now we have to also understand that every team's made up of multiple individuals. Mm -hmm. And every individual is different. It's like Jim Morrison said, people are strange. (laughs) And the more we understand each individual, the more we can understand as the leader of those individuals how to serve that individual so that they can move to high performing. And so sometimes not understanding the individuals makes it more difficult to get through the dynamics of a team when it's trying to figure out and work its way through the storming and getting to norming.
0: Kind of on the opposite or the contrary of that, as a team member, what are some ways that you can adjust to a new manager or a new team?
1: Part of it is stepping back. Uh, there's a, there's an, a thing that is commonly said by leaders that I just simply disagree with and that is that people have to earn somebody else's trust. Mm-hmm. I think we start from a positive point of trusting people and, pre- and and there's a part of that that I think is real important and it's also important for a team in terms of dynamics and relationships with each other, and that is to presume positive intent. There are I I've been in business a long time. I worked in the corporate world for a multiple years before I became self-employed and started my consulting practice. And I can think of maybe three people over the hundreds of people, maybe even thousands now that I've worked with who I believed actually came to work every day with the intent of screwing things up. Right. And most people um, will do better if they know how, Mm -hmm. and it's our job as a leader to help them understand how. So, you know, if we, if we default to presuming that people are untrustworthy and that they have negative nefarious intent, uh, we're putting people into a box that it's really hard for them to work their way out of. Mm-hmm. You know, because they've got to figure out what our personal baggage is that allows us or that causes us to not trust people and to put them in that one down situation.
0: Mm-hmm. And to talk a bit more, we've talked a lot about people who are currently in a leadership role, but to turn to pivot a little bit and to talk about people who are interested in a leadership role or who are maybe currently in a managerial role, but are interested in kind of reaching up to leader. How can good managers demonstrate leadership or become better leaders?
1: Well, I I don't think of um, manager or leader as being all inclusive. Or, or, mm-hmm. or uh, let me let me back up. I don't think of a person being just a manager and only doing management activities because they have a title of a manager. Mm-hmm. And I don't think of a person being uh, who has a title of a leader. Which you know that's not a real common job title, title, if you will, it's presumed that people who have accountability for getting business results through other will demonstrate leadership, whether they're a floor supervisor, a manager, or an executive, Uh, and different levels of leadership, different expectations. But if I'm a department manager, for example, let's say I'm a, a production manager, and I've got a production operation of 80 people in a small business, and those 80 people um, that report up through the mechanism to me. maybe there's maybe there's six uh, five or six supervisors, three or four supervisors that these people report to the supervisors report to me. My title says manager. I've got to provide those people leadership. I've got to work with my supervisors to create a vision for our organization that fits with the big bigger vi- uh, organization's vi- vision. My production operation has to have clarity around where we're going what we're here to do, what the values are we're going to live by. So I still, even though my title may be manager, I have the opportunity to demonstrate leadership with my team by helping them get aligned with uh, the parameters we have to operate within, with a clear set of values that we're going to behave by. And the better job I do at getting people on board with that, the more good decisions can be made at lower levels in the organization. Mm -hmm. I don't have to spend my time getting involved in every decision on the floor. Mm -hmm. So there's a return to being a good leader.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And there's
1: a price for being a lousy leader.
0: (laughs) Take a bit of time to teach the people how to do it themselves and that's less work on your plate. Um, And continuing on that topic of people who are interested in becoming leaders, as someone who's interested in taking on more responsibility in a company, how can you demonstrate interest in both um, building leadership and managerial skills early on in your career?
1: for lack of a better term i would just say step up. and what i mean by that is that leadership is about behavior not mm-hmm. about position or title and if you want to be a leader be a leader. you know become the person that people look up to. i um i think back to my corporate career and when technology was first being implemented in corporations. This company was a a, a division of a multinational manufacturing organization. And our computer room used punch cards. Mm -hmm. And this room was air conditioned because these massive machines put off so much heat. And the room, if I recall, was about 20 feet square, maybe bigger, I don't know, it was a long time ago. And we were replacing all that with PCs on people's desks back in the 80s. Mm -hmm. And the PCs were all run by DOS. Well, you know, I'm not a techie. DOS made me want to poke my eyes out. (laughs) We had an electrical engineer in the company, or not engineer, he was an electrician in the company. And he had built some Commodore computers at home from Radio Shack kits, Mm -hmm. was really into computers. And he just stepped up and started helping. Initially, he started doing it after working a full shift as an electrician in this production operation. Wow. And uh, by stepping up and saying, Hey, I've got some knowledge that obviously is needed here.
2: Yeah.
1: Particularly for somebody like me who had no idea how to operate DOS with this PC that was on my desk. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, And he became the I mean, probably the first IT director in the history of this manufacturing
0: company. The go-to person. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And he didn't have an electrical engineering degree. He wasn't a coder. He was simply a guy that understood electronics and was self-educated and jumped in and said, hey, I see a need, I'm going to solve it. We start teaching leadership to children Mm -hmm. and part of it is the example that is set by parents example that's set by teachers. And it comes from um, helping kids find opportunities to step up, encouraging, coaching, mentoring children to learn that uh, to be leaders and not followers.
0: Thanks again, Randy, for your thoughts today. And thanks to all of you out there listening to our show. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe to our podcast, share it on social media, and tell your friends about it. If you're interested in bringing the professional outsider himself to your team and workplace, find out more at www.route2results.com. Thanks again for listening and keep an eye out for next week's episode.